This week on Private Club Radio, we profile one of the most unique private club concepts in the industry, and we'll get a little recap of the National Club Conference from Washington, D.C. Here we go. Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Well, top of the morning to you here on Private Club Radio. Thanks for joining me once again this week on episode 176 of Private Club Radio. And we are closely approaching that 200 number. It came up quick all of a sudden. And... We'll have to do something fun. We had a pretty fun 100th episode where Rick Coffey came on and co-hosted the show. And uh, we'll have to do something equally as fun, if not better, for the 200th. Okay, so as you know, each and every year, I go out to the National Club Conference. And the reason I like that conference is because of the unique events that they put on and the unique education that happens. They find interesting perspectives, unique perspectives, people that are doing stuff outside the box within the hospitality industry. And in addition to that, you get to do all sorts of cool stuff. So this year, the real highlight was the tour of the Supreme Court of the United States of America since the conference was in Washington, D.C. But not just any tour. We were actually given a private tour by former Justice Anthony Kennedy, who just retired a couple years ago from the Supreme Court. And let me tell you, that was a really amazing event. We even got to have a little reception in one of the chambers of the Supreme Court. And that just does not happen very often. So big, big, big hats off to the National Club Association for setting that one up. But they had some incredible guests on the roster. They had Tucker Carlson, host of Tucker Carlson Tonight, Howard P. Milstein, executive chairman of the Nicholas Companies, Michael Mondavi, founder of the Mondavi Family Estate, and David M. Rubenstein, who is really hilarious. He is a billionaire and co-founder of the Carlyle Group, and his perspective was pretty amazing as well. So if you missed it this year, let me tell you, this is something that you're going to want to put on your calendar for 2020. And 2020 seems funny to say (laughs) we're already about to approach the next decade, but make sure that you get the 2020 National Club Conference on your list. It usually happens in April. Make sure you block some time off for that event because the experiences and the speakers that that conference attracts are really second to none. Now, one of the speakers that I listened to this year was Ryan Wilson of The Gathering Spot. And The Gathering Spot is a very, very unique private club concept. It's really unlike anything that I've ever come across in the private club industry yet. And I think it might be, it just might be the future of the city club industry. So if you don't know about The Gathering Spot, first thing off, I would say, Go to their website, thegatheringspot.club. And first off, I really love the mission statement of that club. They have a very nicely defined mission statement that they put on their website, which I think all clubs should have, by the way. And if you haven't looked at your mission statement, let me just say it's time to do so. You should have a mission statement, a vision statement, and a set of core values. And I mention that because I've come across 
a half a dozen clubs just in the last month or two that don't have this. And it's so, so important. But let me get off that soapbox and tell you the mission of the gathering spot, which is to create a world where opportunity is the byproduct of community and collaboration. And if you take a look at their website, you can see how that permeates throughout everything that they do at the club. It's a very diverse club. They bring together people from all sorts of different backgrounds, which I love. They bring in incredible speakers and have all sorts of education. The way the club is set up is very unique. It's set up for collaboration and for people kind of getting together, creating those member collisions that you hear me talk about so much. And it's all about creating a connection, a connection, which I think is the most important thing. It's the most important driver of any club is to create a synergy and to weave people into a fabric. And again, doesn't have to be a homogenous fabric. And in fact, I think diversity breeds excellence. And I think diversity breeds a much richer experience. And they do that there at the gathering spot. If I lived in Atlanta, let me tell you, I'd love to be a member of this club for sure. So you're going to enjoy this chat with Ryan Wilson, and there are going to be a ton of takeaways for you in store. Here we go. I'm here with Ryan Wilson, CEO of the gathering spot in Atlanta, about to open up a new location here in Washington, DC. Ryan, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Yeah. Well, I first want to talk to you just about the concept. How did it originate? Uh, so it's funny where life takes you. I was um, on a 10-year path to become an attorney, and I went to Georgetown for undergrad and was uh, immediately going to Georgetown Law, started thinking about, as I was making that transition, how the access to the community that I had while in D.C. was going to go away, <laughs> and what spaces could I kind of matriculate into afterwards that would give me access to a diverse community and thought leadership, et cetera. Started talking about that with one of my roommates who I was in the business school at Georgetown. And that's where we decided to build a new club and, um, and kind of add the work component to. Yeah. So everybody in their life wants to have a bar or restaurant. Why a private club for you, man? That's different. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really am interested in community. It's, it's fascinating to me when you can put, a unique group of people in shared space and provide them with the right resources, you, you know, you get the you, just amazing results. I mean, you see new business connections, you see new social connections. Um, and I don't know, I don't know why I have that interest in mean, it, but it, it, um, it, it, it's always been something that's kind of been important to me. And so private clubs felt like a, a better way to, to, to make that happen than just building a restaurant or right. building a bar. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm totally with you. My first club I joined for $20 on the little island of the Philippines. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, that's what it's all about. It's connection and community. That's Absolutely. what clubs are about. So what are some of the unique features of your concept? So, I mean, from a space perspective, what's unique is um, access to a lot of different types of environments. So we have a full restaurant and bar. We have... Um, co-working space that's available 24 hours a day and it's like a lot of different types of work environments conference rooms private offices long workstations Um, but then we also curate events in an event in a formal event space that are any type of event that you can imagine I think more than that though the community that's there is really what part of the secret sauce is Um, 
creatives are there, entrepreneurs are there, business folks are there. Um, we spend a lot of time in when we're building the concept, but certainly now making sure that there's true representation of like the full spectrum of what a city has to offer. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's um, it's been fun. That's cool, man. I bet it's a it's an interesting ride. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so you just got done with your keynote here at the National Club Conference, and a lot of questions from the audience. So obviously, there's a lot of interest in what you're doing. So what can traditional clubs talk about your, you know, golf clubs or or even your traditional city clubs or yacht clubs? What can other clubs learn from what you guys are doing at the gathering spot? I think you have to embrace technology, and I think you have to embrace a broader view of potential membership. Um, for too long, I think that business clubs have been seen as just that business clubs, but business is increasingly social, and the nature of business um, in terms of just like what it takes to be successful, I think requires you to be in different environments and so I think that a lot of the clubs that are here um, can broaden their target profile and in terms of who you know who who the the person they're thinking about is kind of a, is a good, good fit. Um, we have t-shirts and jeans sitting next to suits and ties in our dining room and believe that that's the way it should be. Um, Agree. So <laughs> I think a lot of clubs can take, um, I, I mean, I hesitate to use the word modern, but modern approach mm-hmm. to just the way, you know, mimicking the way that a lot of, you'll even see Fortune 500 companies moving their offices where it's, it's much more flexible. Um, the design is much different. Yeah. And... I mean, ultimately, what they're what they're um, accomplishing, you know, is is, is environments that that um, help to foster creativity. Right. So, and, and connection, I think, as you said, which is which is really amazing. Uh, you're also collaborating with some big brands. So, talk to us about uh, Jameson and some of those things. Mm-hmm. Why are those partnerships so important, both for the member and for the brand? It's an authentic connection, right? And or it feels like an organic experience. So, you know, brands have a hard time getting to their target demos and experiences that don't feel overly contrived. Um, and so what partnerships at the club allow them to do is um, have direct access to an audience that really appreciates that they're there um, and wants to learn more about them. So you know, we regularly partner with big brands because... You know, there we, there's a mutual interest in getting to know one another, which is, I think, um, also part of the way that you know the, the kind of future of where these spaces are going. Yeah. So how are you doing that? You t- uh, you you doing something with Jameson and Jams or something? Was that what it's called? Yeah. I mean, we partner we've partnered with a number of brands over the years. Um, I mean, more than I can count at this point. But I mean, Jameson being being one one. So brand. Tell us how you put that event together. What what that's like. I mean, I have a t- I have a team in house that is building um, building experiences and talking about the experiences that we want to build and looking for synergy between what our membership is interested in and what the brand is interested in. So, I mean, we've done collaborations with Coca Cola, with Nike, with um, I mean, any 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 consumer facing product that you, that you can imagine. We have probably integrated in some you know some way into the experience. But our team really is a is a group that starts that process mm-hmm. by helping to build the um the experience early so do you have like stations for them like do they uh, are they just the name sponsor how does it work how do you get the synergy? um 
they're so definitely not stations, right? So it, we we create immersive experiences where the brand is the experience. So imagine work we, we did a, um, an event series with BMW where uh, it's called BMW After Hours, and you would walk into the club and everything was branded BMW, like everything. And so yes, their logo was present, but folks that left that experience, it wasn't them talking over a table to the brand, but really helping really being in um an environment where everything every logo every color every food selection um the driving experience was all about trying to understand bmw's new products and why you should you should buy one so did you actually um, have the cars out front we did yeah, uh, cool. you could test drive them so i mean we have, we have immersive brand experiences um as our kind of main way that you, you and that that it's hard for me to describe because they they come in so many different shapes and sizes yeah you gave us uh, a really good quote today and was uh, your best piece of entrepreneurial advice that you ever received. So what was that? I'd love for <laughs> yeah, listeners to hear that. Um, don't listen to anyone. Everyone is scared. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, you obviously can't take that, that quote to its extreme. It's important to listen to people. But you have to, um, when you're trying to build something new, if it's, I, I believe that if something is disruptive, by its very nature, people shouldn't understand it easily. And so that quote really freed me to, to developing that, that, you know, that line of thought where um, you have to be really bold and to compete, right? But also just to drive experiences that people care about. Um, not be afraid to, to listen to how things are supposed to you know, be done. I think part of our success is that I don't know how things have always been done. And so there's no rule book that I'm reading or uh, no rule book that I feel like I'm breaking because <laughs> we're, um, we're doing things in the way that kind of feels best for our team. It's strategic, but it's definitely intentional about being free in, in many ways. That's fantastic. And you're writing your own rule book. It sounds like so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, you know, structure comes over <laughs> over time, but um, we definitely are interested in trying to pursue our own way of doing this yep. um, for sure. And so, again, if, if you're an entrepreneur that's out there that's building anything, I think that, you know, to the extent that people hear about it and then readily understand, be concerned about um, about whatever that idea is. Because, I mean... If you rewind a couple of years ago, the concept that a random person is going to come up and um, pick you up in their car and take you to another destination, that felt like the things that taxis are supposed to do. Um, but that idea was disruptive, and now it's been adopted. And, you know, you've got to be kind of thinking in that way where, um, you know, there should be a lot of people that that tell you they don't get they don't get why you do it. And that there's no way that, you know, consumers will get in a random person's car and, and drive around a city. Yeah. Um, you know, as Steve Jobs said, it's, you know, it sounds crazy until you do it. That's right. Yeah. And when I started the show, people didn't even know what a podcast was. Exactly. 175 weeks in. That's why we had to call it Private Club Radio, because people understood what radio was, but they didn't they understand, understand what a podcast was. <laughs> and, and, and then now it's like, oh, of course, I'll, I'll, I know what a podcast is. Right. You know, it's funny how, how stuff changes. What's uh, one big idea that you're going to execute this year in 2019? Um, so, I mean, we have a formal, we have a new new platform in the business called The Gather. The Gather is really um, interesting because 
it's a daily digest of news, right? It allows advertisers to um, directly interact with our membership community differently. But um, so we're moving into the digital space even more past our app into mm-hmm. um, helping to, to editorialize and like curate content. Yeah. Um, I mean, at our core, as much the the main part of our business is definitely the private club business, but I see the business overall as a lifestyle and hospitality company yeah. um, more than I do really anything else. So sure. there are a lot of different verticals that we'll integrate into, including, as I mentioned a second ago, we, we bought um, a music conference and festival, another another opportunity for people to gather. So that's really cool. th- I'm fascinated just in bringing communities together. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think what you're also trying to achieve with your club is something that I'm passionate about, which is clubs really need to move beyond the four walls of the club. Absolutely. Uh, and people need to be able to experience the club without actually walking through the doors. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing there. So can you just tell us a few of the ways that people can experience the club with your app and some of these other things? Yeah, you're doing? I mean, so digitally through the gather, um, through our app, um, through the content that we, we put online. I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I mean the, the worst metric that you, that exists for any club is a person saying, you know, well, I don't go there enough. And so rather than waiting on them to come to us, we just go to them. Yeah. And a lot of times going to them is going to their, you know, going into their home and it's being on their cell phone and driving value there. Uh, to the extent that we're successful, I think that, that that is part of the future growth of really all of these clubs. Um, people are busy and, you know, don't have the time anymore to, to, um, to invest in being at a location week in and week out right um you know we're driving we're driving um value through through just other mediums um focusing a lot on content that's awesome ryan if folks want to just learn more about the gathering spot keep up with what you're doing how do they do that <laughs> so true to our true to our last um point you can find us online um, at the gathering club um you can find us on social media at the gathering spots um, you got a hashtag too, right? And we have a hashtag why we gather. <laughs> um, so I like that. if you need, um, if you, if, you know, please come and, and, and visit the club in Atlanta and soon in DC. We're, uh, you know, we're excited to, to continue to build these communities. Ryan, thanks for being with me, man. Here on Private hey, Thank Club you. Radio. I appreciate the time. So hopefully that gives you a better taste of what the gathering spot is all about. And don't forget to check out their website, thegatheringspot.club. And of course, don't forget to check out the National Club Association's website at nationalclub.org. They're going to bat each and every day for this industry and bringing us really cool guests like Ryan. So make sure to check them out and support them. I'll catch you back here next week on Private Club Radio. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital, expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.